Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 27th of October. We start with breaking news out of the UK this morning and there are renewed concerns over the Queen's health with Buckingham Palace releasing a statement overnight saying Her Majesty will not attend the upcoming UN climate change conference in Glasgow. The 95-year-old monarch has taken a step back from royal duties in recent weeks after being advised by doctors to rest and recently spent a night in hospital. Queen Elizabeth was set to host a summit for world leaders during the event next week, but royal officials say she will now address delegates via a recorded message. Meantime, the federal government has released its long-awaited climate plan ahead of the Glasgow conference. The coalition has formally adopted the path to a carbon-neutral economy by 2050, with the Prime Minister saying they will invest in new energy technologies like hydrogen and low-cost solar. But the federal opposition has called the plan a scam, saying it lacks critical detail. It comes as Sir David Attenborough has joined a growing chorus of environmentalists overnight, criticising world leaders, including those from Australia, over their inaction on climate change. Sir David Attenborough telling the BBC the world needs to act now or it will be too late. I think it would be really catastrophic if the developed nations of the world, the more powerful nations of the world, simply ignored these, these problems. Another COVID scare for Queensland after an unvaccinated teenager tested positive on the Gold Coast. The 17-year-old turned up to hospital with a headache before test confirmed he had COVID-19. The teenager has been identified as a close contact of a person who had recently returned from New South Wales. And there are concerns about a COVID-positive truck driver who recently spent time in Bundaberg. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says these latest cases are a timely reminder reminder that Queenslanders need to get vaccinated as soon as possible. Today's cases show Queensland is not immune to the pandemic. We have contained dozens of outbreaks, but as New South Wales, Victoria, the ACT and New Zealand have discovered, it only takes one case to cause a massive outbreak. Our only protection is to get vaccinated. Meantime, the state government has announced it will welcome back international students from January next year. They'll be the first to use the new regional quarantine hub currently under construction at Toowoomba. And rapid antigen tests will be available from Coles supermarkets from next week, with the test to be stocked in around 700 stores across the country. They're the first of eight antigen tests approved by the medicines regulator and can give a result in around 15 minutes. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To South Australia and the state government has announced when it will reopen its borders. Dubbed by some as the Marshall Plan, the state now knows the way forward when it hits its 80 and 90% vaccination targets. Health authorities hoping the new details will encourage more residents to get vaccinated. Our reporter Sean Maynard has the details from Adelaide. 
Yeah, Tash, so November 23 is the date when home gatherings will be up from 20 to 30 people and the borders will finally open to interstate and overseas travellers as long as they're fully vaccinated and assuming South Australia is 80% double jab by then. Those coming in on international flights won't have to quarantine for 14 days anymore. That's been halved to seven days and beyond that, the SA Premier Stephen Marshall says things will ease off further once we reach 90% fully vaccinated for 12 years old and up. We will be able to remove the quarantine arrangement for those people coming in from overseas that are double vaccinated and we will remove the vast majority of the other restrictions in South Australia. I'm hopeful that we will achieve uh, before Christmas this year. Still plenty of unknowns though. No guarantees the state will hit 90% by the end of the year, if at all, with LGAs like Playford in Adelaide's north still uh, below 50% double vaccinated. Whatever the case, until then, masks will have to remain on in public settings. Uh, the long road back continuing too for pubs and clubs will be made to enforce some pretty strict vaccine requirements when the targets are met. To Western Australia in the family home of Cleo Smith has been forensically examined again by police as part of the ongoing investigations into the four-year-old's mysterious disappearance. Cleo vanished from a remote campground near Carnarvon 12 days ago. Our reporter, Talissa Bazaz, has the details. Yes, good morning, Tash. Well, police have combed the property for the second time in four days, this time focusing on the perimeter of the home, dusting for fingerprints or searching for any signs of a stalker. The theory has been heavily discounted, but police say abduction is now the primary focus of the investigation into Cleo's disappearance. WA Premier Mark McGowan's urging those with information to come forward. If you know her whereabouts, if you have any knowledge, uh, if you have any tips, pass them on to the police. Do the right thing. Police have been examining CCTV footage from businesses within a 1,000 kilometre radius of the campsite, searching for any signs of young Cleo. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, Editor-at-Large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Latest spending data shows we are almost back to pre-lockdown levels. Yeah, it's, it's good news, Tash, and it just shows it doesn't take too long for us to pick up our old spending habits. According to the Commonwealth Bank's weekly credit and debit card spending data, spending in New South Wales, Victoria and ACT, it's continuing to rebound now that restrictions have been lifted. And week-on-week spending for the week ending just last Friday, that rose 3% nationally. And weekly spending was actually 18.6% higher than the corresponding week in 2019. And they've used that because that was considered to be the last normal year. It's interesting to note, though, that spending on services has increased while spending on food and alcohol for home consumption has fallen. I guess we're all kind of wanting to get out and eat out and drink out now. But as our lives slowly return back to normal, it's really important that we do check our regular household bills because we may find that we're paying for things we no longer need. So in lockdown, our energy needs, our data usage, our streaming services, they were all pushed to the limit. So now is the time to check that these regular household bills still suit your need and you're not paying, say, more data than you actually need to now since you may be going back to work. And if you are heading back into the office, give yourself a challenge. Try and see if you can stick to homemade lunches. Um, Even if you do that (laughs) for the next six months, it could save you an easy $500, Tash. It would indeed. Now, this is interesting research, Effie. Apparently, a new report has come out that gives an insight into Santa's Christmas gift list, if we've been good this year, of course. 
Yeah, it's come from a data and insight business pure profile. 43% of Australians are choosing the convenience of gift cards for Christmas presents this year. Now, of course, cash is still acceptable with 35% of Aussies hoping to receive money from others at Christmas time. Interestingly, this number is considerably down from 2019 where 44% of Aussies would be happy to receive cash. Now, this may have something to do with the reduction of cash use across Australia. So let's hope it's not the end of grandparents slipping in a 20 for the grandchildren this Christmas. Uh, Gadgets and sporting goods are also big on Santa's list. Now, what we don't want is that we don't want any gifts that can help with our appearance. Now, again, this could be down to lockdown. Maybe we're already stocked up on items we just don't care. Apparently, the data shows here that Aussies hoping to be gifted skincare, cosmetics or fragrances saw the steepest declines, 19% down four points from last year. Me personally, I'm a big fan of gifts that keep on giving. So think of it this way. Last year, if you spent about 1700 buying a new iPhone 12 Pro, today you'd be lucky to sell that same phone for about $1,050. In other words, it dropped in value by 38%. On the flip side, if you invested in shares in Apple, which makes the iPhone, well, they gained almost 10% in just 10 months. Well, you're very responsible with your presence. Thanks so much, Effie. (laughs) Thank you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Steve Smith is battling injury at the T20 World Cup, but is he in doubt for the Ashes? Good morning, Tash. Yeah, this is an elbow he had surgery on back in 2019, leading into the Ashes series over in England. There was some talk that he would skip the T20 World Cup and just concentrate on the Ashes back at home this summer. Now, he says it's an issue that he can manage and it won't get any worse. Try to bat every second day or not bat basically three days in a row. So just to take a bit of load off. So he is limited at training. He's in action again on Friday night against Sri Lanka. Last night, Pakistan beat New Zealand for their second win of the group stage. And Brett, the Matildas let slip a two-goal lead in an absolutely thrilling draw with Brazil last night. Yeah, Sam Kerr gave the Aussies a 2-0 lead in the 53rd minute before the South Americans fought back. That was her 49th goal. That draws her within one goal of the national record set by Tim Cahill. It is the story, though, under uh, Tony Gustafsson, who took over in September last year. Some great attacking play, but they seem to concede goals in quick succession, and they are still yet to uh, claim back-to-back wins since he took over. We should have gotten away with a win here, not considering the game itself. I actually think a tie was deserved. Maybe even Brazil had more chances than us, to be honest. We got lucky at times there. And another 12,000 fans at Combank Stadium last night, Tash. And in the NRL, a Melbourne Storm star could be on the move, Brett. Yeah, Brandon Smith is contracted uh, for next year, so he is on the open market for the 2023 uh, season. Now, his agent, Stan Martin, uh, will email all clubs, he says, asking them to submit their best offers when the transfer um, window does open next Monday. Triple M's Mark Guy believes that Smith will end up moving to Queensland. Especially now that this new entity, the Dolphins, has entered, entered the market, it just kind of it changes the whole landscape. The goalposts have shifted dramatically. Every player now who has left Brisbane to go to another the club will be having a look over their shoulder exactly who the Dolphins signed. The Titans and the Roosters are also believed to be keen and we've got Josh Giddy in the NBA again today. What a phenomenal start he's had to his young basketball career over in the US. Oklahoma City faced the Golden State Warriors. Rising superstar like you. Thanks Brett. Thanks Tash. 
And a group of scientists say they've found the perfect amount of sleep we should be getting each night. The Washington University School of Medicine study looked at 100 adults and found both too much or not enough sleep leads to a decline in cognitive function. They say the sweet spot is a snooze between the five and a half and seven and a half hour mark each night, but no more or no less. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.